Have you ever been duped? Two years ago, uh, probably three years ago, I started searching, um, uh, doing PhD online. As soon as uh, I finished searching, I got calls, calls from different parts of the world. We will offer you PhD. You don't need to do anything. We will give you PhD. Such calls do come. When we were in Dubai, calls from the uh, bank uh, uh, asking us uh, whether our card, our debit card expired. Or they would say that we would offer you uh, the new debit card. You know, such scammers are always available. In 2017 in India, a particular internet scam, you know, they sent emails to people saying that if you click this particular link, uh, money will come back to you. Many people obeyed, 650,000 people. It's a big number. 650,000 people responded and they lost worth of dollars, 549 millions. Scammers are there. They come with beautiful voice, false voice. Their only intention is to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus comes to us and says, I have come, listen to me. Now when we read John chapter 10, which is a very interesting chapter, before we go there, we had to look at what had happened in chapter nine. You know, this chapter division had taken place only in 12th century. Before that, there was no chapter, no verses. Uh, because of these chapters, because of the verses, we think that, uh, oh, this is over, ninth chapter is over, now we have come to 10th. No, we cannot take like that. There is a continuation. When John wrote the gospel, there is continuation. In the uh, chapter nine, Jesus healed a born blind. He opened the eyes of born blind. You know, this all take, is taking place in the uh, context of Jerusalem and the, uh, uh, a temple and the festival. So he opened the eyes of born blind. The born blind uh, was interviewed or checked by the Jewish leaders and Pharisees. Who opened this, uh, your eyes? And he said that uh, he, he did not know about him, but then uh, he said that he, the one who came from God. And they said, no, he is not from God. He has healed you on Sabbath. So he cannot be the one uh, who, uh, who is from God. That, con that the discourse goes on for a long time. If you read chapter nine, you would notice that. And at some point, this man who got his new eyes, he said very beautifully, I want to read chapter 9, verse 30. Um, yes, sorry, um, I'm on a wrong page. Uh, John chapter 10, 9, verse 32, he says, Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind? 
if this man were not from God, he could do nothing. Then immediately they got angry and they said, you were born entirely in sins and you are trying to teach us, they drove him out. They said that, who are you that you teach us? Who are you that we should listen to you? That's the debate. Who are you to, uh, who are you that I should listen? Who is Jesus that we should listen? Uh, that's the question. Who is Jesus that we should listen to him? In this context, Jesus is coming beautifully and introducing himself as I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. Now, John, the gospel writer, he is telling us that we should listen to him. He is wanting all his readers to listen to Jesus. He comes up with two strong arguments. Number one argument is his deeds. Look at his deeds. All are powerful deeds. Only God can perform such uh, miracles. Yes, he only picked up seven of them. What are all the seven of them? Water turned into wine, um, healing a royal servants, uh, uh, royal uh, officers, servant. Uh, thirdly, uh, <coughs> thirdly, Jesus healed the paralytic who was 30, uh, 38 years of um, uh, suffering from uh, paralytic. And then fourthly, Jesus uh, walking on the water. Fifthly, Jesus uh, feeding the 5,000. Sixthly, Jesus um, opening the eyes of the born blind. And then finally, seventh miracle that is mentioned in John's gospel, Jesus raising the Lazarus from the dead. John is telling that we should be listening to him because of his mighty acts, powerful deeds. We have to be listening to him. And second strong reason that he brings forth is Jesus' words. He speaks the word of God. He is the word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us with full of truth and grace. All his speeches are powerful and he brought God's word to us. Listen to him. In other words, when you look at John's gospel, Jesus' miracle is first mentioned and then the discourse. So the miracles and the discourse, he doesn't call the miracles as miracles, he calls miracles as signs, signs and discourse. He is the word, listen to him. Now, Jesus has come to save his people. He is not a kidnapper. When a kidnapper comes to you, he comes to you with a gun, pointing the gun at you. He won't negotiate. He wants you to immediately obey. Soon he will take you uh, the hostage. Jesus doesn't do like that. He comes gently. He comes humbly. He comes in a uh, most uh, uh, 
simplest form with his deeds with his powerful deeds with his powerful preaching he comes and he talks to us and john says listen to him listen to him now jesus in this context said i am the door i am the door i am the gate have you realized have you ever realized the importance of door have you ever been locked inside a house or inside a inside a room my friend um, uh, narrated an incident in which he was involved he was coming down from his floor in a lift and that lift stopped in the middle there were others in the lift everybody was screaming shouting banging on the door utter chaos after 20 minutes somehow the door opened and they came out what a relief what a freedom we are trapped all sides are full of walls we try to bang the walls but only one door and that door is jesus and he says come i am going to leave you to eternity i am going to save you but others who come they come jumping on the walls because they are not the door they coming they they do come they come and their only intention is to steal steal kill and destroy but jesus says i have come i came that they may have life and have it abundantly i am the door there are two uh, uh, strong imagery uh, coming out of this chapter chapter 10 one is jesus the door or the gate and secondly jesus the good shepherd both imagery are important ones one is talking about jesus identity jesus the good shepherd the other imagery talks about the relationship Jesus is the door the relationship we will look at both of them very quickly and then we move on number 1 Jesus is talking about his relationship with the sheep i am the gate let me read there are two very pa- uh, powerful teaching comes out of i am the gate i want to read verse 9 i am the gate whoever enters by me will be saved number 1 and will come in and go out and find pasture they have life abundantly they will have fullness of life come through me and you will be saved and you will have secondly fullness of life yes he is the one through whom we are saved let me not go beyond that jesus who is the only way through which we are all saved and people who are saved will have eternal life life in abundance not which is very 
futuristic, which is present, which is available now. I enjoy the life in abundance now. Um, in, in, if you look at carefully our uh, liturgy for the communion, through him, with him, and in him. Yes, through him, with him, and in him, we have abundance. Um, in the uh, Old Testament, the Hebrews blesses people like this. Uh, you will be blessed in your going. You will be blessed in your coming. And that's exactly summed up very beautifully in Psalm 121, verse 7. Um, the Lord be... Uh, uh, the Lord will keep your going out and your coming in, both now and forever. The same thing Jesus is telling, in me you will find pasture outside as well as inside. You will have fullness of life. So Jesus is the door. He releases from bondage and he gives us life abundance, our fullness of life. What do we mean by the shepherd then. Shepherd is his identity. We have not read that verse, but then I want to read verse 11. We read up to 10. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down in his life for the sheep. He is the one who laid his life for us, and that's how we identify who he is. The true shepherd, the only shepherd, the good shepherd. That's his identity. The biggest threat for human life is death. This is the biggest threat. And he came and he removed that threat by dying for us on the cross and rose again the third day. Fear. If that fear is gone, the death the fear of death is gone. Because he lives, I can always be courageous. Because he lives, I can face all kinds of uncertainties. I read about an uh, <clears throat> army uh, general. Uh, once in a battlefield, uh, he was uh, deeply worried about the enemies who surrounded uh, the troops. So on that particular day, he sounded negative and he did not give uh, encouraging words to his troops. By the end of the day, um, when they came back, a heavy loss was noticed. They retrieved uh, quite a bit. The army general understood his uh, problem. The next morning, he put a very brave face and said, we are going to win. And he encouraged the troops in a tremendous way. That day, they made a huge progress. It's a true story. We don't need to be courageous for the sake of being courageous. No. Jesus won the battle. He is victorious. That's our identity. Our identity is not on the fear of death. No, our identity is not on the failure of things. No, our identity is in Jesus. He is the good shepherd who won the battle. 
and we stand courageous and we stand in great hope. That's our identity now. Our, so never ever use the word uh, which is negative. Jesus never used negative words. Even when the child died, he said the child was sleeping. Jesus is victorious and therefore we will also be victorious. So Jesus uses these two imagery, door and the shepherd. The shepherd has come and we stand with him. Because we stand with him, in him and through him we have abundant life. Now, are you listening to him? Are you listening? We always worry about Christian life because we think that Christian life is boring. We think that we are in a fenced uh, situation where our freedom is restricted. A survey was made. Uh, the survey was made uh, about children playing in a, a fenced uh, uh, area and also children playing in an unfenced area. And the finding is very interesting. Children who were playing in unfenced playground, they were playing only in the middle of the ground. They were not at all spreading out. They were playing in the middle of the ground. People who, children who were playing in the playground which is fenced, they were moving around freely and they utilized the entire area. Yes, Jesus has saved us and he gives us full freedom and that freedom is under his boundary, under his laws. And we cannot simply break that. And but then I have full freedom in that boundary. And I enjoy. Are you listening to him? One of the uh, problems that we have in this world is that we are all multitasking. We are all hardworking. We are all busy. That could be one of the reasons we are not listening. A pastor's house was uh, turned to be a big problem because everybody was busy, the preacher, the pastor was busy, um, everything was done hurriedly, everyone was moving in a fast phase. Now one morning the pastor was going out <clears throat> and his little daughter came to him and said, Dad I want to tell you something but I will tell you very quickly. And the pastor looked at him and said, looked at her and said, no, 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 you don't need to say it quickly. You can say it slowly. Then the doctor, the, the daughter looked at him and said, if that is the case, then you have to listen to me slowly. Are we listening? His words are always available. Are we, he, he, he will speak to you for sure. Are you listening? One of the challenges that we have is, as I said earlier, is our busyness. A psychologist said, when we speak, we speak 120 to 150 words a minute. But when we hear, 
we can hear 400 to 450 words a minute. That means we are good in reading or good in fast in listening. Is that the reason we miss it? When I was usually, uh, when I was counseling uh, couples, when I was preparing couples for marriage, I used to say that give a listening ear to your partner. Listening ear. That is a skill that we need to be developing. It won't come naturally. You have to be developing. The good shepherd who gives us abundant life, who has saved us, is willing to speak to us. Are we listening? God bless us all. Amen.